Hey guys, um, I want to talk about AMC. Ask me about my favorite stock. Uh, AMC today would be my favorite stock. Let me pull this a little closer. Um, you remember when Bernie Sanders was running for president and everyone on the left was going, and the moderate people on the left were going, we don't need a revolution. We don't need a revolution. We just want a, a return to normal, quiet, boring, some moderate policies. And uh, there was a lot of people on the far left who were going, no, what we do need is a revolution against the millionaires and the billionaires who are screwing people over and taking advantage. And they were, no, no, no. Well, we didn't get Bernie, but we are in the midst of a revolution. Um, my video from yesterday, uh, some people said I came off as a little salty. Um, I didn't mean to be. My intention with the video from yesterday was just to caution people. Um, you know, you see a lot of people on Wall Street Bets and on, on the internet in general just saying, uh, don't sell, hold, don't take your profits, let this thing ride, it's going up to the moon, to the moon. You know, maybe, but at the end of the day, this is your money and it is your financial situation that we're talking about, not theirs. And nobody frankly knows. And that was the whole point of the video from yesterday. Nobody knows. You don't know where it's going, neither do I. And there are gonna be people on Wall Street Bets and on Stock Twits and on TikTok who are going, oh, this one's going here and that one's going there and don't, I'm not selling until it gets to wherever. It might very well get there, but it also might not. And so the whole point of the video from yesterday was to caution people and say, hey, if you have profit, if you are behind on rent, if you are drowning in debt, if you've got student loans, this is what that money is for. If you have gotten into GameStop, if you bought into AMC, if you are in some of these other stocks that are being uh, pumped up on Wall Street bets and heavily shorted by the billionaire hedge funds, at the end of the day, it's your money, right? It's not anyone else's. And people online can tell you, hold, don't sell, it's going here. At the end of the day, they are strangers and you don't know them. And you know, who are they? Maybe they're geniuses, maybe they're incredibly bright. And maybe they have a, a logical reason why that stock will get to that price. But what if it doesn't? And if you are behind on your bills or your rent or you're going to be foreclosed on, there's absolutely no shame in selling. Look, I am, I am the first to tell you that I, I notoriously sell too early. I do. That's my biggest problem. I've been trading stocks for 10 years. So if you're new to my page, uh, my name is Kenneth Suna. I've been trading stocks for 10 years. I'm self-taught. Didn't go to college. Wanted to be a pro wrestler. And... You know, uh, I taught myself everything I know about stocks and, and now I have TikTok. I, I teach people how to trade, how to invest, and I'm also really into minimalism. So that's why the name is Trade Invest Simplify. Um, I'm, I'm completely self-taught and notoriously I will take profits a little too soon. And people have asked me along the way, what would you have done if you had bought GameStop? And you know, I could come out here and I could lie to you and say, oh, I would have bought um, a million shares at 37 and I wouldn't have sold till it hit 244 or 350 or whatever. But nobody knew where it was going to go. And at the end of the day, it's, it's my money. And my, my primary objective as a trader is to lock in some gains, gains, some gains, not all. So people have been asking, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? There's no right answer. Cause look, normally when I would be looking at something like this, I would say, okay, we're going to look at the technical analysis and I'm going to look at the three month chart and the one month chart. And I'm going to get a gauge of where the stock has been, where it's going. Um, and I'm going to make a decision based on most recent volatility. I think this stock could get to here. If it breaks out, it could go there. If it breaks out from that, it could go there. Throw that out the window. Technical analysis right now doesn't mean shit. 
Um, the next thing I would say is you look at the fundamentals, the earnings of the company compared to other companies in that sector. And you would say, well, uh, this company, which is in the similar sector, did uh, X, Y, and Z, and the stock went up 30%. And this one did X, Y, and Z, and the stock went up 27%. And this one, oh, okay, I'm getting the trend here. I'm seeing that stocks in the sector move around 25 to 30%. That will give me an idea of where I think this one could possibly go if their earnings or their news or whatever um, is similar. And if it's not similar, then that one will, will, uh, will tank. Throw that out the window. Technical analysis doesn't mean shit. Fundamental analysis right now doesn't mean shit. Um, so it makes it a lot harder to say when you should take your profits. I don't know. Sorry, I'm getting, um, I'm getting a ton of text messages. Um, I don't know where the stock is going to go and neither do you. So the best advice that I have to you is the knocking on the door analogy, right? Um, and, and you know what, let's, let's just use my personal experience with AMC cause I own a, a lot of it. Um, and, and by the way, my reason for being in, in AMC wasn't because of Wall Street bets. I'd actually been invested. I've actually been trading, uh, AMC for the last couple of months on COVID related news. So let me just explain why I was trading AMC. Look, my thought process is this is AMC. They're a humongous chain of movie theaters. They employ tens of thousands probably of people. They have locations all over the country and globally as well. I'm really sorry. I don't know what's going on. Um, ever since ever since GameStop, my phone has been just lighting up. I've been hearing from friends that I went to high school with and I haven't talked to since high school. <laughs> uh, people are going like, hey, you trade stocks, right? Um, what do I know about GameStop? So anyway, uh, now I've lost my train of thought. Um, oh, why I was trading AMC. It's a humongous chain. Uh, COVID has definitely impacted it. Uh, they could go bankrupt, of course. That is a distinct possibility. So I protect myself. If it goes below a certain price or my loss is greater than 7 or 10%, I will exit and I'll jump out. Um, but as a trader, as a swing and day trader, I do a little of both. What I look for in AMC is, is really bad news to buy, right? Oh, COVID, there's a second strain. The stock drops and I'll start scaling in on my position. And then they'll say, oh, there's a vaccine. And uh, Joe Biden will come out and say, my goal is to get the businesses back open. And then AMC will rise and I'll sell and I'll lock in my profits because I know in a day or two, there's gonna be more, oh, the vaccine is, is showing problems. Boom, there goes the stock. Oh, we might be delaying openings. Boom, there goes the stock. Oh, cruise lines and travel and casinos, they're getting hit really hard. Uh oh, that means theaters could too. Boom, there goes the stock. That's when I start buying. Then they come out a week later and they go, no, there's a new vaccine and it's, it's going to be from Johnson & Johnson and it's a one-dose vaccine and then the stock goes back up again. So I've been trading it like that for the last couple of um, months. However, that switch when they started getting some really big loans, um, bailouts or whatever, AMC needed $500 million. They said, we need $500 million to stay operational through the remainder of, I can't remember how long. Um, and they end, and I, when they got, when they started getting some loans, I switched from day and swing trading to investing, buy and hold. And I bought a bunch of AMC and I said, I'm just going to hold it. And when it went a little lower, I scaled in and I bought even more and I was just holding it. I was just really like legit. I was just holding AMC. I didn't know that this was going to happen. Uh, if you, if you have followed me in the past, you know that I also had a similar scenario where I was just trading Kodak, literally just trading it because the charts looked good. The fundamentals were trash. The company sucked. Um, 
but their chart was good and it would bounce between $2 and $2.30 every couple of days or week or so. So I would just consistently trade it. Um, I had no idea that Trump was going to say, hey, uh, camera company, make a COVID vaccine. And then the stock was going to go, you know, uh, nobody knew. I just happened to get really lucky. And again, happened to get really lucky with AMC. I was in it prior to the GameStop thing. Um, and then when I was, uh, my friends were blowing up my phone, like, like every time I turn my head, I'm reading a text because my phone is tilted. Um, when, when GameStop started going nuts, I went on Wall Street Bets. Now, I've been on Wall Street Bets ages ago. And it, it, I thought it was kind of stupid. And I thought it was very risky and, um, and a little bit, uh, you know, making me nervous. I was seeing these people who knew nothing about anything. And they were going, yeah, I just put my life savings into this. Oh, I lost 50 grand. And I would just sit there like, oh, my God. Wall Street Bets has changed dramatically in a very short period of time. It has gone from just a bunch of, you know, reckless trades to a revolution on Wall Street. And I read a comment on stock twits or something the other day that said, this is the real Occupy Wall Street. And I got like goosebumps uh, as a humongous Bernie Sanders supporter. I don't know what Bernie would say, by the way, you know, they always say like, what would Jesus do? Jesus, I want to know what would Bernie say about all of this? Because this is, this is classic, like uh, the little guy fighting back. Um, is it manipulation? You know, yeah, probably. Uh, but it's no different than what Wall Street has been doing for years and fucking... In fact, actually, it reminds me of a joke, and then I'll get back into AMC. Um, there's, a, there's an analyst who works at a, uh, a brokerage. He just got hired. And the junior, the junior broker says, hey, uh, analyst, let me take you out for lunch. So the analyst and the junior broker are walking down by the marina. And the junior broker goes, hey, you see that yacht over there? Uh, and the analyst goes, yeah, it's a small, a small yacht, but it's a nice one. And the junior broker goes, that's mine. And the analyst is like, wow. And he looks down and he sees a, a, a even bigger yacht. And he goes, whose is that? And the guy goes, oh, that's, uh, that's the stockbroker. That's the, you know, that's one of our broker's yachts. And he goes, wow. And he looks down even further. He sees an even bigger yacht. And he goes, well, who's that? And he goes, oh, that's the, uh, that's the CEO's yacht. It's like the biggest one in the marina. And the kid goes, wow, where are all your clients' yachts? And the junior broker goes, <laughs> they can't afford yachts because it's never about them. It's always about the rich getting richer and here are some crumbs. And that's, what, that's what's been happening. And if you play by their rules and you do what they say uh, and you know you go along with it for the right, they go, oh, you know, buy an ETF, oh yeah, buy a couple of shares in this company and you'll be fine, crumbs. But when it becomes the little people fighting back and going, oh, we figured out a way to outsmart you, suddenly uh, Wall Street's got a problem with it. They don't like it. You know, it's a taste of your own medicine. How do you like it? How do you like being manipulated and screwed? They don't. The problem, my fear, is that they have the power to halt stocks. They have the power to suspend trading. They have the power to do some, some stuff they want to. So... My, my further caution is to be really cautious. And that goes back to this is your money and your financial situation. And I get a lot of people saying to me like, when should I take profits? When is the right time? When is it going to top? Nobody fucking knows. You don't know. I don't know. Nobody knows. And there are people on Wall Street Bets who have their theories. 200, 300, 400, 1,000. Maybe it gets there. Maybe it doesn't. There's nothing that says, by the way, that you have to sell all of your position. There's nothing that says that, right? 
There's not a law. There's not a law that says you've got 10 shares, you gotta sell all 10, buddy. You could sell half, you could sell five, you could sell three, you could sell two. You could sell eight and just YOLO the rest. So let me get into AMC. I have my shares in AMC and, Jesus. <laughs> Sorry. Um, I have my shares in AMC and I'm also on TikTok. So I'm like, the videos that I put up today, I think I've picked up like a thousand followers. Uh, in the last couple of hours and it's just I'm, I'm sorry if you're I'm sorry if you're following me on TikTok because you're asking questions that are really really good and I cannot answer all of them um, as fast as I would like to so I've got my position in AMC and uh, last night it started to go a little nuts into the close and after hours and uh, AMC went I think it got up to eight dollars and twenty something cents right before after hours trading cut off at eight o'clock and I was, you know, I get really excited about this stuff because this is what I, I do for a living. But I was getting a little nervous. And historically, when stocks have these massive run-ups after hours or pre-market, they open way down. So let's say the stock is up 50% uh, pre-market or after hours. The following morning, it opens down, say, 20%. So still up 30, but down 20. That's historically how it goes, right? It swings way up. By the market open, it's way down. Um, so historically, I would say if you're way up after hours, the smart move would be to sell. However, following what GameStop had done, I thought this is different. This isn't like the other historical, oh, it's way up. It's going to pull back when it, when the market opens. I thought I texted a friend last night and I said, uh, I said, uh, actually, I actually was texting a couple of people last night and I said, here's what I think is going to happen. Either it was 824 when it closed. Either game, uh, AMC is going to open at 6 or it's going to open at uh, 11 to 15. Um, and if you know me uh, personally, um, I, live on the, I live in Washington, D.C. I hate waking up early. I hate it. And I have a lot of friends who say, like, you could work from anywhere, dude. You could live anywhere. Why don't you move to California, out west? Why don't you move here or there? Um, the reason is I don't like waking up early. <laughs> I hate it. I hate waking up early. Um, I work from home. I have for the last 10 years. I, I've been working at from home since before it was cool, man. Um, I will wake up at like 9.20 every morning. I don't have kids. I don't have to get anyone off to the school bus or drive anyone anywhere. I don't have any dogs that need to be, you know, petting me at 3 in the morning. Hey, well, we got to go pee. Um, I don't have any of that. I, I roll out of bed at 9.20 usually every morning. Um, I have my coffee. I make, I, I drink iced coffee. So I make my iced coffee the night before and I fill it in the fridge. I, I literally stumble into the kitchen, pour my iced coffee, pour in my milk, go back and sit at my computer and get, get to work. I set two alarms last night. I was so excited. I set two alarms. I set one alarm at four in the morning when uh, pre-market starts. And then I set another at, um, at eight, at eight oh nine, I don't know why eight oh nine. Probably just where my finger landed on the little swipey thing on the alarm. And um, I woke up at four a.m. and promptly grabbed my phone and I checked, and AMC was eleven dollars. And I was like, "All right, this is positive, right? A lot can change from four to <laughs> a lot can change from from four to nine thirty. But that's why I'm waking up again at eight just to get a gauge. I wake up at eight o'clock." Didn't even wait for my second alarm. I was up eight o'clock. I was like, what's going on? And it was uh, $15. And it had actually gotten up to like 1690. 
And I, one of the things that I like to do is I like to calculate out certain price points where I think a stock could go, right? So I said, if this stock can go to 15, if it can go to 20, if it can go to 30, if it can go to 40, how much am I going to make um, or stand to make? So I knew right away when it was 15 bucks what my profit was without even thinking about it, which is something I recommend you all do on, on any trade that you make. Have an idea of where you think the stock could go based on technical analysis normally, right? This, this Wall Street bet stuff doesn't, doesn't matter. Um, but normal trading, have an idea of where you think it could go. So when you see, oh, my price, it's, it's at that price, you know what your profit is without going, let me calculate out and see what my, you know, because that's time that's eaten into your, um, your trade. That stock could be dropping while you're calculating and thinking, mm, should I still here? You already have it figured out up here. You know where it is. So for me, I, um, I knew exactly what my profit was and I thought I would be stupid to not take some profits, right? Everyone's so happy and they're like, to the moon, to the moon. These things can reverse in a second. You don't know, we don't know. And for the people who go, well, when should I sell? When's the right time? There is no right answer. The thing I would ask you is, are you happy with the profit that you have? Number one, are you happy with the profit that you have? And number two, if somebody knocked on your door and they had that profit, $10,000 or 20,000 or 30,000, and they said, here, you can have this 30,000 right now, or I'll be back in a couple of hours. And it might be 45,000, or it might be 17,000. What would you do? And by the way, there's nothing that says, by the way, that you have to sell all of it. You don't. You could say, hey, my profit's 10, 20, 30 grand. Let me take half, let me take a third. And that's exactly what I did. When it hit 15 pre-market this morning at eight o'clock, I sold, uh, it, it went up a little bit, I was watching the charts. I like rolled out of bed. I ran to my computer at like 8.20 or whatever. I was so excited. I wasn't even like, you know, I didn't even care that it was early. <laughs> and um, by the way, early to me is like 9 o'clock or 8 o'clock, whatever. Uh, it was moving up, but it was also dropping, right? It would go to like 15.80 and then it would drop to 15 and it would go up to 15.80 and it would drop to 15. And I thought I'm nitpicking over a couple of dollars here. This is stupid. Uh, if this thing does drop to 12 or whatever, I'm going to be kicking myself. Um, and if it goes a little higher, you know, it's a distinct possibility that it could, but nobody knows. I'm not going to be stupid. I'm going to ring the, I'm going to ring out the register or whatever Jim Cramer says. I'm going to, I'm going to jump out here and I'm going to take um, a third. So I'm going to sell a little bit and I'm going to YOLO the rest. That's what I, I'm not a licensed broker financial advisor, so I can't tell you what to do. Um, but I recommend, um, personally, for me, because it's my money, it's my financial situation, um, I took what I wanted. I took what I thought was if someone knocked on my door and said, here, I would be like, I wouldn't turn them away. I'd be like, yeah, give me. And um, I took a third. I didn't take all of it. And uh, because I'm not hard up for cash and I'm not facing eviction or foreclosure, I'm not drowning in debt, I only took a third and I'll roll with the, the remainder that I have and just see what happens. If it goes back down, eh, you know, it's not the end of the world for me. And if it keeps flying, great. Um, I don't know where I will sell. That's the follow-up question. When will you sell? Um, you know, I, I, I think I'll probably start scaling out incrementally. I won't sell entire uh, blocks or lots of shares. I'll sell, you know, like 100 shares or 500 shares at a time. Every time it moves up a little bit higher. Um, oh, it hits 40. I'll sell a little bit. Oh, it hits 80. I'll sell a little bit. Oh, it hits 100. I'm going to sell a lot. 
I'll probably always hold on to just a little bit as I did with Kodak as well. I always kept a hundred share. I sold the majority, I sold everything that I had around, I think 49 or 50 bucks on Kodak, even though it went up a little higher. Uh, and I kept a hundred shares, um, which I only recently just got rid of because I, I got tired of it. Um, but I'll probably always hold a little bit just out of the sheer, like, you know, whatever, you know. Um, the next thing I want to talk about is the importance of if you do take some of these profits to please be smart with it. Look, you can YOLO a position of it. You can YOLO a percentage. Uh, if you got 10 shares, you want to sell half, you got a hundred shares, you want to sell half or 75%, whatever you want to do with the money that you have made from this. If, if money is an issue, this is this isn't for people who are you know just like eh, who gives a shit whatever it goes up it goes down like David Portnoy or whoever, yeah he loses one hundred percent of his investment he's not going to be crying. Um, this is for the people who are really hard up for cash right. We, we are facing unprecedented times here, uh, foreclosures. I think they have gotten now that Biden is, geez man I can't keep up with this. Now that Biden uh, is elected they will you know uh, they will. Uh, uh, push off uh, foreclosures and evictions, which is great. Um, but still people owe back rent. You know, this isn't gonna be something that people just forget about. Landlords aren't gonna go, eh, you couldn't pay the last five months, who cares? They're gonna want that money. And you might potentially have some of that. What would you do right now if, if you were YOLOing 100% of this, even though you were hard up for money, and uh, you know, it dropped? Or, or these hedge funds or these banks um, are, are regulating now and they're putting on, um, you know, they're putting on, uh, is it regulations? No, what's the word? Oh man, my friend was just texting me about it. They're putting restrictions. They're restricting trades. Ameritrade is restricting trades to protect investors. It's such bullshit. Um, they are limiting what we can do, right? They hold the power. We think we hold a lot of power. They hold more. They can, they can suspend trading. They can halt trading. They can restrict trading. They can do a lot of shit in the name of protecting investments and they've got their teams of lawyers there. Wall Street bets might come up with ways to outsmart them or whatever, but they can do stuff too. How would you feel right now if you picked up a Wall Street bets at a hundred, uh, Wall Street bets, if you had picked up GameStop at a hundred and it's 340 right now, and it just plummeted or got halted or suspended for 10 days, like some of the people at the SEC are saying they should do, maybe even 30 days, some people are saying, and you couldn't have access to that money, and when the halt or suspension got lifted, it crashed. What would you do? It might not happen, but what would you do if it did? If you've got back rent, if you've got health insurance bills, if you've got uh, 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 debts, credit card debts, 17% interest, student loans that, you're, that are crippling you, and you've got a $20,000 profit, and that money would be significant. The, the caution that I have is please be smart with this. If you are, if you are in a financially um, difficult situation and you have happened to be an AMC or you have happened to be in one of these stocks that has gone you know, to the moon um, and you do decide to take some profits, you know, leave some in, of course. Who knows where this thing is going? YOLO a portion of it. But please, uh, don't go and buy a Lambo. <laughs> don't go and do something reckless if you are drowning in debt. Um, there might not be another. There might be. There might be a lot. Um, or there might not be. Nobody really knows for sure. Um, and, and uh, geez, what? 
um, you know, you don't know. Nobody knows. And so, and so my, it, it's just caution. I know people say, oh, you sound salty, bro. Like, what got into you? But it's really coming from a place of like, please do something smart with this money. Pay off some debt. Uh, I know it's tempting to go like, dude, I just made 10 grand. Like the guy in my gym was like, I made $4,000. Um, great. Do something, do something with that money that um, it, it will help you. Uh, if you don't have debts, if you don't have student loans, if you um, aren't behind on rent, um, but you don't have stock markets closed, if you don't have, um, uh, you know, back rent or you're not facing eviction, take that money and put it in your emergency fund, right? We always recommend have six months of emergency rainy day fund, money set aside in case, you know, a coronavirus hits or, uh, you know, people get online at food banks and they don't have money and there's a virus going around or massive unemployment and you get laid off. Just put that money to the side. Have your six months in a bank account. I know, I know inflation and all that stuff, but it's there to protect you, not to build you wealth. And it's there to help you in the long run if, if the markets plummet or you get fired or whatever. And um, for the rest, you know, um, student loans. You've got 17% interest, pay that shit off. Fuck these banks charging you 17%. Fuck them. If you get a lot of money, pay it all off right now and, and walk away. Uh, they're trash for charging 17%. That shit should be fucking illegal. Um, and, and same for car payments. If you've got overpriced car payments, pay that shit off. If you've got debts or student loans or medical bills, pay that shit off, pay it off, do something smart with this money. Don't, don't consider this like play money where you can go buy PlayStation, a bunch of new shoes and, and whatever, uh, you know, maybe, maybe buy something nice for yourself. You know, of course, like do something, do something, take a couple days off or go to the beach. Um, but don't, don't piss it all away is my only caution. Uh, do something significant with this um, because this is, uh, this is a gift uh, from Wall Street Bets. So um, fight the power and, uh, you know, be safe. And it's your money. Remember that. It's your money. And I know it's tempting because these people say, but they're strangers and you don't know them. And this is your financial situation. And there's no shame at all in taking profits along the way, as I have done and will continue to do. Uh, and then... Keep a small amount because who fucking knows? So thanks for watching. Ask me about my favorite stock. It's AMC today. Uh, thanks for watching. See ya.